Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. Today, we are going to talk about training on different surfaces. This is really interesting, Joe. I don't think it many is. people necessarily consider this. Obviously, there's, there's many different surfaces you can train on. They're not all created equal. There's certain considerations, <laughs> certain benefits. I know you're going to be all over training on the track. I'm not as much as you think. Mm. You're going to be surprised. I think we should have a little chat about <laughs> training on the classic uh, surface, which is road, tarmac, pavement. Because okay. obviously many people are going to be going to be doing that so what what are your thoughts on that to kind of kick things off i mean obviously the you know if we talk about impact higher impact on the road that's a consideration for for sure but what's your thoughts and feelings on the on training on the road the benefits pitfalls okay i just want to take one step back from there and say to me it's about mixing it up um and it's about being specific to what your goals are so road if you're going to do a road race do some training on the road kind of stating the obvious but you'd be surprised sometimes how many people don't think about that um the road for me it's a good firm surface if you want to try and run a bit faster and think about a good leg turnover and look at some pace that's road that's road all over it's really obviously a really nice and kind of um responsive surface in the fact that you you know you don't lose your energy into the road you should ideally hit the road and bounce back off it again so for good fast running for focusing on pace it's road and i kind of quite like it because it's not flat it might go up and downhill but a lot of the time it's flat in the sense that the surface of the road I mean, saying that, there's a lot of potholes around here. But that aside, you know, it's quite a flat surface as well. So I also think if you've got ankles that are a bit unforgiving, then again, running on the road, yeah, might be something that's good for you because you're not going to be falling, well, falling down holes, tripping over things, sliding around. You know, it's a good firm surface. So I like it. I, I, I kind of quite like road. Yeah, I'll, it's, I'll it's, it's, it's almost like easy running, isn't it? It's the bread and butter. I mean, most people are going to be spending a reasonable amount of time on the road. And when we say road, of course, what we what we really mean is 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 the pavement Pass. as well. We've got to, we've got, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we've got to kind of include that as well because as much as when you're in a closed road race, you are on the road predominantly. That's not always going to be the case for everybody. Yeah. And it's you know, funny because people misunderstand that point sometimes as well and think, do you mean I've got to actually run in the road? No, I mean a concrete set or tarmac surface. That's what I mean. And, and there's a couple of things I want to mention here, actually, Joe. So you kind of touched on it there. You talk about, um, I forget how you phrase it, but the energy that you get from back mm. from the road because the road, so there's two things. The road is obviously very, or pavement is obviously a very hard surface. So there is a high impact cost there. You've got to be able to deal with that, that load effectively you've got to dissipate that force use it nicely so that your joints are quite happy uh, and you don't end up broken but because you put energy in the ground what happens is that energy effectively comes back into you and at that point without getting too sciencey and deep at that point is how well can you use that energy to propel yourself forward if you're running on much softer ground which i'm sure we'll cover in this video joe then that energy energy kind of dissipates you lose it so it is a lot more um efficient in that respect but obviously it does come at a cost which is a higher energy impact yes and and the one thing i really want 
to mention, which is really relevant to where I live at the moment. I say at the moment because I just follow my girlfriend around the country wherever she has a job. <laughs> I'm like, where are we going now? So we're You're down a in. Man. Uh, well, I'm like a lost sheep. So we're down in uh, North Somerset, and there's a, quite a few country roads around here where we live directly in the little village of Yatton. So it's great for the off road. I love getting in the car, driving somewhere. We're going to do that this afternoon on the little coastal path, nice and safe down the road. But actually, when we run on the country lanes, it's great when they're quiet. So you do have to be mindful of running oncoming traffic. But here's the thing, and I was aware of this over earlier this year, I started to get a bit of a hip niggle and I thought, well, that's weird. Yeah. I wonder what that's about. And I was kind of looking into things and, and assessing my training. But because of the camber on the road. Yeah, I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> and I don't think everybody necessarily considers that. And if you're running safely, you run into oncoming traffic because you obviously you can see each other and then if you're doing out and back you're coming back you're you you on the other side of the road you're still yeah. in the same so one <laughs> leg is always effectively traveling slightly further than the other if you're in the dip so again you mentioned about variation and we both agree mm. on this i think that's really important with all the surfaces that yes if you're if you're a track runner or if your race is on a road then you need to be focus on that but actually mix things up a little bit yeah and i think what you say about the camber is right you've got to look if you've got a road and it does tend to be country lanes with a really steep camber then as long as it's safe to do so i'm not advocating you take unsafe action or break the highway code but you know if it's a quiet lane try and run more on the center of the road where the camber is less you know less steep and less severe or potentially run on the other side of the road for some of it but again subject to safety which is where obviously if you've got a footpath that's a lot better because that will tend to not quite have so much of a camber so yeah just be aware that those those country lanes the other thing about road is it can be brilliant because it can be street lighting as well in the dark so i think sometimes we have to bear in mind that it depends what time you're running particularly at this time of year you might be quite limited because we're going to go on and talk about trails and grass and things but it might be that for safety, you need to run where the street lights, and that tends to be a pavement or a road. Not where we live in the middle of the countryside, but for some people, you know, you might, again, perhaps if you're a bit prone to falling over, uh, which some people are, then you might want to think where there's some street lights and you can actually see what's ahead of you. So there's lots of different things to consider when you decide what's the right surface. But if you have the choice, I would say look at the training session that you're doing and the aims you want to get from it. So if you're thinking, I want to practice running fast, I want to practice running at a certain pace for my road race, then do it on the road. Yeah, I see Carly here. I think she's one of your runners, isn't she? Carly saying, um, got a uh, plate in her foot a year ago. It's very noticeable on uneven roads. And that's something we're not really massively getting into. This is not mm. kind of about the physiotherapy side, the, the keeping you in, um, you know, dealing with different issues. But obviously when people do have different issues, you have to kind of consider that. So some people are better on softer ground. Some people, they yes. may have more issues on softer ground. If they've got things like Achilles problems and things, they might be more comfortable on the, on the road. So got to play it safe. I think yeah and I know you want to talk about grass because you're a big fan of grass yeah. which I am as well but just to say yes all road is the hardest impact surface along with track actually I don't think people realize that the track is basically concrete with a thin layer of rubber on top so track and road if you have got things particularly like stress fractures or injuries that are really susceptible to lots and lots of impact then you might want to change on something else Jake yeah, and da, da, da. <laughs> but but the different one of the one of the things with road is it's it's wet or it's dry. The variation is kind of limited. Yeah. 
So that's that's good and bad because it makes it quite easy to put your shoes on, get out there, it's wet or it's dry, that's it. But actually, it can potentially limit the variety in your training. And, and I'm thinking more mindset here. I know we're talking about the actual surface, but the more time you spend on the road, potentially the more dull it could be for you when you're out there doing your monotonous, yeah. easy running, the bread and butter <laughs> stuff because you do the same kind of routes. Whereas when you get off road, and obviously that just broadens everything because that, that takes into account many different types of surfaces and severity of difficulty level, uh, it does kind of broaden your horizons in terms of uh, variety and interest and kind of stimulate stimulate you a little bit that said if you're new to running off road it doesn't have to be deepest darkest peak district or whichever national park is nearest to you it really doesn't and i'm a big fan of the off road but simply getting in the local park when it's safe to do so obviously going into winter as joe mentioned dark nights not so safe but when you are safe and comfortable getting on the soft ground just grass basic grass even including some loops around a grass park as part of your normal road run will just reduce the amount of time you spend on the hard stuff now i get a lot of my runners and myself i do this to do recovery runs in the local park where possible joe purely because you know the kind of the shock absorbing capacity of our joints if you like I like that to recover as well. So we feel good for our faster sessions, our more important sessions. So that's why I try to reduce the impact by getting on the grass park uh, for the recovery so, runs. So I use it in a different way, actually. I use grass in a very different way. So I, when I talk about grass, I'm talking about nice, well-cut grass. So around the edge of a football pitch, as long as it's not too muddy, um, a cricket pitch is fantastic if you've got one of those. But short grass... I would actually use that again for reps and intervals when I'm looking for a bit of pace but not necessarily wanting to hammer myself on the you know on the road or the track. Recovery runs, those to me are when you get completely off-road and you go down the footpath, across a field, through a woods, and it doesn't really matter what's on the ground. That's what I use for my recovery runs. Really? And I find yeah, so I kind of I see grass still as quite a a surface where you're still wanting to run at a bit of pace. Yeah. yeah, and like I say, I'm talking about. So I, we're getting very specific about grass here, but I'm talking about a good, well-mown lawn. I love it. <laughs> I can talk about grass all day long. I've just got visions of you running around the uh, the putting green, upsetting golfers. Just oh my the god, grass so is, starting on golf courses <laughs> is perfect. The way to spoil a good walk, apparently. But I I, I do agree with you. I, I use grass as well for for fast work, and I'm quite happy with that now. Arguably, it is not as fast as running on the other surfaces, so road and the track will come on to. So as long as you get that in your mind when you're doing it, uh, it does reduce the impact level, especially mm. if the grass is really nice, as you say. We're lucky here. There's there's a couple of parks where they're really well looked after. Uh, the one that I'm always running around, if anyone, for the people that follow me on Strava will know, <laughs> it's so well looked after. I love it. So I do my strides on there. I do some of my shorter repetition work on there. So it can kind of tick quite a few boxes. Uh, mm. But I think it is important to manage in your mind that you might not be quite as quick you know your repetitions than you would be if you're on the track yeah absolutely and you know I coach a lot of my runners by using a mixture of effort and pace and I say to people when I say pace I do not mean stick to that pace I mean adjust that pace for the surface that you're running on so the pace I give you might be road or it might be a good firm grass surface but if we're going on to longer grass, undulating courses, mud, then, you know, throw that pace out the window or at least add a minute or two per mile onto it. And I, I've had some runners sometimes who, oh God, I couldn't keep that pace. I was going across a bog or something. And you think, no, nobody can. <laughs> I can't keep that pace either. 
which is why I like those really muddy off-road courses for that just you know more recovery run although having said that it can be really hard running on mud is just a different ball game entirely energy running sapping running or running a road oh yeah <laughs> I, I think this is it goes back to saying that the, the, not, the off-road routes are not all created equal are they so you've got to be super mindful about this stuff you know you're doing a recovery run um that will work really nicely if you've got i mean i see some of the stuff you post you know some great routes and stuff that you do but if it's really severe and if people are out there and then if they're talking about elevation as well because we've not really touched on that i know we're talking predominantly about surfaces but a lot of off-road not all of it but a lot of off-road can throw us you know quite a bit of elevation that's obviously going to massively increase that that intensity as well but but the whole the whole mindset stuff which i love and i know you do as well joe i think the off-road really takes away the pressure that people put on themselves for the very reason you've mentioned you've kind of got to forget about your watch i I say to i know we use the same coaching platform to look after our runners and you can see if a runner has paused the watch and i I say to people (laughs) just don't bother pausing it just leave it the average pace doesn't matter you're off road just record the data heart rate halfway you've gone the duration fine because that way we know kind of what stress you're putting your body under but in terms of the minute per mile man how many gates did you stop and open you know i mean (laughs) You, you, you yeah. just you just can't do it. We spoke to Damien Hall, who's the, the big ultra runner, recent, on this week's episode of the podcast, and he was saying that he doesn't he doesn't run off road when he's doing these races on heart rate. You know, he just leaves a watch running. All that stuff's irrelevant because it's just so varied that terrain. It's, mm. it's like being a kid again. You know, it's like being on a, a, a having an adventure, which is one of the reasons that I love it so much. Should we talk a little bit about the this the 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 other kind of benefits you get from running on unstable surfaces? Now, that yeah, could definitely. just be the grass in the park. It could be, dare I say, it, sort of potholy lumps and bumps on the pavement. Not ideal, mm-hmm. of course. But certainly off road, you've got to deal with a lot more elements, yeah. haven't you? And while there's a risk attached to that, I went over and broke my ankle earlier in the year. You are going to get the benefits <laughs> of balance, stability proprioception all that stuff what's your what's your view on that joe the benefits there? absolutely really important, right? i mean it is so important and i i come from a very traditional athletics background so you did track in the summer you did cross country in the winter and everybody did cross country even the sprinters and the reason was it is fantastic conditioning for your legs because you are literally it's like you know you go to the gym and you stand on a bozo ball or a, or a wobble board This is like doing that with every step and you run. You need so much control in your legs. You need so much conditioning and strength throughout the entire legs, your core and everything to keep you upright and to keep you moving. When the ground is sliding backwards as you're in a muddy puddle or, you know, you're leaping over something or you're landing on an uneven surface because you're stood on a route. So absolutely conditioning, it is fantastic for, you know, that's that's one of the benefits of running off road is conditioning. But also just to say, I, Going going back to that specificity, specificity, whatever. Love that word. Love it. Love it. (laughs) I can't even spell it. Um, You know, I used to race cross country. I used to race cross country quite seriously. So I used to deliberately do my Sunday runs on this quagmire of a course because I needed to be confident in my mind that I could run through the boggiest of bogs and still run faster than the other girls that I was competing against. So if you are looking at a trail race or a cross country you've got to be confident in running through mud be confident in running over routes and and through holes and things because otherwise when it comes to the race mentally it's going to throw you let alone the conditioning side of it so mentally specifically for the for the tar- you know for the race whatever it is you've got and from a conditioning perspective absolutely there's so many benefits to running off road 
and the fact it is hard to put down your effort evenly you know right i'm going mm. to stick to this pace i'm going to stick to this heart rate so i'm going to stick to this the fact that you've got to trust yourself to tap into how you are running in terms of feel so rpe rate of yeah. perceived exertion how hard does it feel for you because even in a race if you're doing a flat road race and maybe you can be a little bit more um structured in terms of the pace that you set off at you're still going to have to tap into how it feels all the time i'm sure you yeah. know that with your experience joe you've got to you've got <laughs> you know your training goes really well you're at the commonwealth games you've got or you're in the london marathon for example road race right this is what i'm i'm going to target here but you've got to keep checking in with yourself how do i feel so if if during your training you build that ability to understand feel and effort that's going to serve you really well when you do come to race in the future when these races come back so the off-road does does help you to do that now i can see vicky said here that it's refreshing to hear that about ignoring <laughs> ignoring the pace on those off-road runs oh, yeah. but she struggles to do that condition <laughs> the brain i totally get that vicky and a little tip for you and, and anybody else watching this that might benefit when you get on the off-road what you could do is literally take your watch off your wrist you're still going to record so you hit start put it in your pocket put it in your your waist belt whatever you you carry with you put it in your rucksack and just leave it ignore it you can't mm. even see anything and then once you've done the routes and whatever then of course of course you press stop but it just takes away that oh well shall i have a quick look it's like a long day at work and you try not to clock watch <laughs> and you think no i looked at the time oh gosh no now i put myself under pressure and just ignore it stick it in the bag and i think yeah, you will and, start and to condition yourself and it's setting off with that attitude thinking the point of this run is to a it's probably a much more interesting potentially really beautiful route that you're doing and getting away from it and relaxing and just running that's what i use off-road running for just going out there and running and enjoying the run the pace stuff yeah i'll reserve that for the good grass and for the road and for the track but for the you know just i just set off with a different mental attitude i don't really care i don't look at the pace on my watch you know i've got the discipline and the confidence to do that i know not everybody has and like you say i think sometimes just taking away your watch so you can't look at it or changing the screen on it if you really can't bear to not have it on your wrist at all you know change the screen to time elapsed but no pace or or, or whatever whatsoever this is ever such a, a slight tangent but you know how we roll <laughs> you know how we roll that's us that's our chats guys so martina my girlfriend who's working from home at the moment are you, you up for a run in a bit so we're running we're running after this video right we're going on i'm taking martina on the coastal path so it's only down the road nice and safe beautiful route not fast at all you've got to be really careful along the coastal path anyway yesterday some of you watching this may know we did a 5k time trial didn't go to plan uh, martina wasn't in it mentally it was the more the mental side and uh, just sacked it off you know we had the tears the emotion the frustration put the pressure on herself <laughs> i want to achieve this time i didn't do that bloody blah, blah so today it's right do you know what we're going to do? We're going to have fun. We're going to get on a different training surface because that helps you have fun. Mm. It takes pressure off. We're going to start the watch and record it, but we don't care what the numbers say afterwards. We just want to stop, take some photos, selfies, breathe in the sea air. That's what we're going to do. So it definitely serves a purpose. Uh, before we wrap up, because I'm conscious not to um, take up too much uh, of people's time, treadmills. I'm interested to know your thought on this, oh. Joe. Be I know. I know. <laughs> do you call it the treadmill? Is it the treadmill? I Where do you just, sit on that? Every time somebody mentions a treadmill, I get a little shudder. Um, but as a surface, as a surface. As a surface, again, it's great because it's really flat. Um, and, you know, there's going to be no lumps and bumps or anything unexpected. I just find, again, if you run on the treadmill all the time, you're going to find it really strange when you run outside because the ground doesn't slip away behind you when you run outside, which 
you know, I do find biomechanically there is a slightly different way because obviously your foot is being naturally dragged backwards. That's why if you stop, you fall off the back of it, um, which doesn't happen on the road. Um, so it's got its benefits. Obviously, there's a huge accessibility aspect. So if you've got kids, you've got childcare, you can't get out, brilliant. But I just think mix it up. You know, surface-wise, it can be really good for rehab. I'm just not, not a, I'm just personally not a fan. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, some people love it. My husband runs on it all the time, but, you know each their own it is but you know it's got it's got a purpose like everything else it's got an absolute purpose and on if that's your only option go for it and if you're trying to you know again you've got some issues with stability then again you can build up a lot of fitness on a treadmill but i would mix it up with real life outdoor running because when you run outside and the ground starts moving around and the wind starts blowing if you're not used to those other pressures that come you're going to find it very strange compared to this beautiful controlled still environment that you've been in yeah, uh, some great points there, Joe. I, I think um, I'm some po- at some point, I'm sure we will talk more about treadmill, the benefits, the considerations, how best to use them, all that sort of stuff. And obviously, we're not getting into that today. It's more about the actual surface. Um, and mm. I completely agree with you. I, th- I think it does give you confidence. So you say if you've had an injury, I've certainly used the treadmill for that. I mean, I think the longest I've ran on a treadmill, I was training for the Berlin Marathon one year and I, I ran 18 miles because I'd been uh. over on my ankle previously i'm like the ankle master and i was really <laughs> concerned about you know i was i, was, I had a, i was i had this fear of doing it again and i just wanted that pancake flat i'm safe yeah. I, you know i've got the, the rails next to me kind of thing so for confidence i do think that helps but not so, all the time yeah so you know i'm competitive 21 miles are you thank you for thank you very much <laughs> i about yeah the Forget reason the i went to... martina we're, we're, we're on the treadmill in the garage today if you don't mind i've got to do 21 for 22 miles, miles. Not my fault, uh, why did i run 21 miles on a treadmill i did almost lose the will to live but the reason i did was because it was really thick ice out on the road i was leading up to my um london marathon it was a really important race and i wanted a quality 21 mile run and I didn't want to be slipping and breaking, you know, breaking a leg, whatever, on ice. So absolutely, treadmills, don't get me wrong, they have formed an important part. And like you, it was a nice, controlled, non-slippy, non-icy, but terminally boring environment. <laughs> and on that I think note... Might have... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You're not a fan of the treadmill, I understand that. Guys, I hope you no. enjoyed our little chat around different training surfaces today. We'll be back every single week on my page and on Joe's page. We're going to alternate with the different subject. So some key takeaways from today. Obviously, you can go back and watch this video again. But really, what what are the what's the key message here, Joe? Really, it's variety is key. You're going to have yeah. some preferences. I think think about what your main goal is. Obviously, there's not too many races yes. at the moment. But certainly next year, if you are doing some off-road, seriously hilly marathon, then you probably need to train with that in mind. And that may be your preferred surface the off-road stuff obviously if it's a road race and it needs to be on the road but there are some considerations and i think think about the impact it has on the mind as well as just Mm. the physical body so mixing up your surfaces also provides a new stimulus to the mind which can really help i think because you know running can be hard work it can be hard work it can be boring it can be all kinds of things (laughs) it's not going to be boring this afternoon we're on the coastal (laughs) path we're on the coastal path oh poor martina i'm so sorry for her have a great rest of the day have a great weekend everybody of course if you do have any questions about anything that you've seen in this video then either message myself or joan we'll do our best to get back to you and help you get more at this amazing sport which is running 
Take it easy, Joe. Bye-bye. That was Running With Jake, The Quick Hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, The Podcast.